All right, buddy. You're the best, Bip. Happy holidays. Sorry we didn't get a chance to catch up. Welcome to Postcast. David Locke along with Ron Boone as the Utah Jazz fall in the clutch again without Mike Conley. They go to 0-5 in the clutch, and the turnovers are the problem. The Jazz turn four turnovers in the final minute of the game to cost them this one against the Portland Trailblazers. We're talking about it next on Postcast. David Locke along with Ron Boone with you here on Postcast as the Utah Jazz were behind by 15, whittled away to get back in the game, changed their defensive strategies beautifully, held the Blazers down in the second half defensively. Lots of things they did really, really well. But the same bugaboo that has caused them problems late in games for the last five straight games came back. The Jazz, who when Mike Conley was playing, were one of the best clutch teams in the NBA at plus 18 for 100 possessions have been minus 18 for 100 possessions without Mike Conley and are now 0-5 in games in which Mike Conley is not played and they've gone to the clutch. What's your thoughts on what's causing this, Ron? That we can't handle pressure, maybe. <laughs> That's probably being a little harsh. But uh, you should learn from game to game you know, exactly what to do. Uh, the biggest problem we had tonight, I thought we had, was... In a timeout, you, you go out on the floor and, and you don't get the job done. You don't get the uh, the foul called or like the coach had called during the timeout. You know, those type of things, David, um, is, is heartbreaking you know, to, to make something like that. All right, let's address the various plays late. I'm not always the biggest believer in recency bias that you just go through the things that happened most recently. But in this game, I actually think it's the story. So the non-foul, for the second straight time, Will Hardy's club has been down by one. You're, you're still in the game down one with 26 seconds left. The beauty of being down one is if you foul and they make both free throws, you have a chance to shoot a three to win it. The beauty of having 26 seconds is you can go shoot a two and foul again and be in the exact same circumstance again. Correct. The Jazz are trying to make this very tricky. What they're trying to do is not foul their best shooter. So in the case of Devin Booker and Anthony Simons, both in the Phoenix game and in the Portland game, the Jazz ran a double at the ball handler to get the ball out of the best ball, best fouler's hands, or best shooter's hands. At which point, then the Jazz were supposed to foul and did not in either circumstance. I get the concept here, Ron, that you don't want Anthony Simons, 88% free throw shooter, Devin Booker, 88% free throw shooter, going to the line. But whatever it is about the way this is working with this team, they're then not fouling, and it's not working. Well, the thing here, as you just mentioned there, if they would have gone over and doubled Simon and forced him to give the basketball, if he was giving it up to Grant, who's a 74 75% uh, free throw shooter, and there's a possibility he could miss one. He's already missed one or two uh, for the night. What did he miss? Uh, as a matter of fact, he was 11 for 14. So it's a possibility he could have missed one and something like that. Now the Jazz got the clock in their favor to the point where they could um, uh, win it, tie it up, you know, or whatever. But the big thing is is they just didn't do it, and, they, and, and then they didn't do it early enough. Right. The other thing is when you're doubling, I think they doubled off of Grant. So somebody's got to rotate over to Grant to be there to foul him when he gets the ball. And that's so it all really – that was not well executed. There's no you – know, Will – Clearly wanted them to foul. You could watch, You could see. I, 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 we know their signals well enough to know what the, the play was. Colin looked at him and said, do I foul? And he said no because he wanted the 
the double to come and get the ball out of Simon's hands. The double was late. Then when the double did come, you could see Will yelling to foul, 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 but the Jazz were too late with it. So for the second straight game, that takes place. That's a little rough. The other thing that took place late is that with one minute left, Kelly Olenek scores a field goal in only a fashion that Kelly Olenek can, by the way. It's so much so that I screwed up. the. I turned the call over, thought he missed the shot, and it rolled in. Anthony Simons then misses a layup with 47 seconds left. The Jazz have the ball up by one with 47 seconds left. Kelly Olenek has gotten hit in the neck and goes down, and the Jazz are frazzled. Why they didn't use a timeout right there, I'm not entirely sure when things were unsettled. But no guard comes to help and get the ball out of Lowry Markkinen's hands, who's being hassled at midcourt. He kind of sheepishly almost tries to underhand it to Kelly Olenek, and the ball goes into the backcourt for a turnover with 35.7 seconds left, and the Blazers get the ball back. The Jazz have the ball up one with 48 seconds left. I can put you can put the blame on on marketing. You can put the blame on Kelly Olenek, who didn't hustle to get back up down the floor. The offense is built to get into your offense, regardless of who brings the basketball up the floor. Uh, no one came to get the basketball. There was no dribble handoff, so which means that you know, if someone would have been coming to to marketing, they could have had a dribble handoff or something and got them the bas- got basketball to a guard or uh, Colin Sexton or someone like that. But Kelly Olenek took his time getting up the floor. That helped hurt there as well. I don't know if he was hurt. He was disappointed, upset, because he didn't get a... Uh, he ended up on the floor. But he should have been hustling back to get over that get over the timeline. He got hit in the neck. He was, like, grabbing his neck. And then once he got up, he didn't. So the other question is, with all that going on, you know, could have they resettled themselves in some way? So... That happens. Then Clarkson overplays. Anthony Simons commits a foul. Simons makes two free throws. Then the Jazz run an out. They do call timeout. 29.2 seconds. And the timeouts, calling timeouts hard here. You only have two of them. You always want one in case you need it for the final play. It's the only way you advance the ball. Coaches are, are very, like, reluctant to give up timeouts. The Jazz run a play. Marketing comes around on a, on a tight curl, dribbling, and dribbles it out of bounds for a turnover. And then we run up with the Jazz not fouling on the next play, and the Jazz then turn it over one more time uh, late before the court game think, is over. Think about this, David. 13 turnovers the Jazz had tonight. Three or four of them come in the last couple of minutes of the ball game. Yes, they had four turnovers in the last. 16 points off of those turnovers, and you know they're taking care of the basketball for the, for the most part the whole ball game, and then in the last two or three minutes, they ended up giving up some very key turnovers. The other part of the game, uh, and obviously, and just to back this up, as we said earlier, the Jazz, and I, I can't remember on which show we said this, when the Jazz had Mike Conley in the clutch, they were plus 18 per 100 possessions. Without Mike Conley coming in tonight, they were minus 18 per 100 possessions. That's a pretty big swing. But the where the swing has happened the most is the Jazz have gone from 11% of their possessions to turnovers to t- over 30% now of their possessions in the clutch are turnovers. Their shooting's only down 4%. Their defensive rebounding hasn't been as good, but that shouldn't impact the offense. It's really been this turnover bugaboo late in games. And the Jazz just don't have, as much as they've done a nice job with Colin finding a way, maybe it's a tribute to what the Jazz have done to find their way the rest of the time uh, with Colin Sexton and everybody else, is to is that they found a way to get this done with the rest of the games. It, it, it really have been ex- amplified 
how much they don't have a floor general right now. Well, watching Conley uh, in practice, not sure how far along he is or, you know, what he's thinking as far as his comeback. I know we have three or four days. I've got three days off now uh, before we play Golden State, and maybe Conley could be ready. Haven't heard anything, and, and even, you know, that's just us talking here that right. from what we see. All right, the one good thing on tonight, or there are a bunch of good things. I mean, these guys play hard every night. They give everything they have. They're on a, you know, the tenacity level's great. Every, all, all the things are good. The loss is just, this one was like a, yeah. I mean, just, mm. Yeah, if um, you think about the, the number of players that they have out, had out. The Jazz went up to Portland, beat them, and they were at full strength except. Until Dane went out midway through it, the game. It, right, and. Conley goes out as well, Same, right. you know, but in the Jazz end up winning that ball game. But they were missing four rotation players. Four tonight. rotation players. Uh, and Josh Hart's really good as one of them was missing. The other one tonight, I do think the Jazz deserve some credit on. Their defense really tightened in the second half. I think they end up allowing 47 points because of the free throws late. They allowed a basically 41 points in the second half for mo- you know, until the free throw shooting at the end. They slowed down Anthony Simons in the fourth quarter. His only points are two free throws. So you saw this team make a bunch of defensive adjustments that were really nice. Yeah. And the defense is, has been a problem, you know, even though the Jazz are very good at scoring. when defense has been a problem for the most part by the number of points that they give up per game now. Um, but in that quarter, they really buckled down, took the ball. I mean, well, just think about, you know, Simon really made the Jazz play uphill yep. after that first quarter Simon. alone. Simons had 23 in the first, 10 in the second, 10 in the third for 43. What were your thoughts on his performance? Well, it, it, was, a, it was a great performance, a great shooting exhibition for the most part. I mean, and, and the shots that he was getting is off of some great picks that are set by Nurkic at the top of the key. Now, you're trailing over the top of those keys, and obviously that um, you got Olenek, who's playing a little drop big there, and... and um, Guys like Simon, they get hot. It's hard to put the fire out. Uh, a few other notes on the Jazz tonight. Malik Beasley, who usually is really, really good, was one of nine tonight, one of eight from one of six from three. Jazz bench was one of ten from three tonight on the back end of a back-to-back. They just did not. That, that, when you're on a back end of a back-to-back, you, you need those guys to give you some juice, and the Jazz got almost nothing out of the bench. Yeah, two things. The bench is averages 43 points something a game tonight. What is that? 16. 16 points yeah. off the bench. Beasley had a bad game, not only shooting, but I thought he had a bad floor game there as well. Didn't do a very good job boxing out. Um, he just, it, you know, that's not what we've seen out of him all season long. All right, time for our two stars tonight. I'm going to give Jared Vanderbilt one of my stars for four threes with Yusuf Nurkic turning his back on him every time he shot yeah, it. That's a great point. And four threes is more than he had in his entire career mm-hmm. coming into the game. Um, otherwise, as well as I thought the Jazz played, I'm going to have a super hard time coming up with my next star tonight. Sexton have, or Orlenic, I think. Because yeah. I have warts by all of them that I think are so <laughs> significant <laughs> on the late game play. It's too bad we got to get two. Right? Huh? Like, like Lowry turns it over twice. Olenek, whatever happened on that play, Clarkson turns it over late, and Clarkson and Sexton don't come and get the ball and don't lead the team at all late in the game as point guards. And Sexton, we didn't get into Clarkson as a turnover as well. So there's a there's a late game ugh 
on every single one of these guys that makes mm-hmm. it hard. I might go Kelly Olynyk as my second star tonight. 15 That's points, 9 rebounds. Well. And really, his six assists. When Colin Sexton tonight finishes the night, 31 minutes and no assists. So Kelly Olynyk, I'm going to give my second star because of his six assists. He basically had to become the point guard tonight. I agree. And that's where I had there as well, both of those guys. I love the fact that they are backing off of Vanderbilt in that right corner. He's had great success from that right corner. Coming into tonight's game from that right corner, he was 7 for 16. And then he, he knocked down three tonight and one from the left corner. So that wraps up a lot of questions in the comment section, as there always are, about the officiating. I'll have to watch the Jordan Clarkson play again. I, uh, Lacey says in the chat room that Will Hardy said it was gross. Um, the, from, I haven't seen. What I, here's what I have not seen. What happened on the ball? You just, we never got a good replay on that. Right. The contact between Clarkson and Nurkic after the ball is out of Jordan's hands is not a foul. Because the ball is out of Jordan's hands at that point. Okay. Right? I'm right on that, right? Isn't that the league rule? So Clarkson drives. They block the shot. It's out of his hands. They're not ruling that a foul. The ball's now out of Clarkson's hands. Now Clarkson's airborne. He runs into Nurkic. The ball's left him. He's no longer shooting. He's no longer a shooter. He does not have the ball. In fact, if anything, it could probably be a call on Jordan for running into <laughs> Nurkic. But I, I don't think you can get, you can't call a foul on Nurkic hitting Jordan if Jordan no longer has the ball and is no longer shooting. Yeah. I didn't see any of it. We didn't and really get a good <clears> didn't get a replay. But the way Clarkson fell, which means if his feet were out in front of, of his body, gave me the indication that he was hit up top. And maybe it was when he ran into Nurkic that sent, it, sent his feet out there when he ends up coming down on his back. We're being told that Will Hardy's postgame, he said he wished he should have gotten thrown out. It was gross, and he shouldn't have stayed in the game to see any more of it after that. Whoa, how about that? You know why he really wished he got thrown out? They wouldn't have to be discussing whether they told him to foul or not. Jazz <laughs> lose tonight. Come on, you laugh too. You laugh. Will, if you're listening, you might. No, you didn't laugh. Jazz assistant coaches didn't laugh. No, no one laughed at that. That was a bad joke. Okay, we end on a bad joke. Talk to you Wednesday before the Jazz play the Warriors. Thank you very much. Have a great one. Appreciate you. Now, who was listening?